Nine er, tes er, tzaddik, his praise. Three o five. Once after selichot on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe stood up and said, "Other people would be quite satisfied if their Rosh Hashanah was as good as the air of Rosh Hashanah you have." Three o six. The Rebbe said, "My fire will burn until the coming of Mashiach." Three o seven. I was told that he said, "As for me." There is nothing for me to do in this world at all. For myself, there is nothing I need to do. I came into the world only to bring Jewish souls closer to God. But I can only help someone who comes to me and tells me what he needs. Him I can help. 308. The Rebbe was speaking to a certain individual who was very simple. He told him, You have the power to stir even a great man to serve God. A small piece of wood can set fire to a very large piece. Our Rabbi said, why are words of Torah compared to wood? To teach you that just as a small piece of wood can set a large one on fire, so can words of Torah. Ta'anit 7a. 309. He said, The true tzaddik can greatly benefit a person even after the person dies and goes to the next world. This applies as long as he is worthy of coming to the tzaddik to receive his tikkun. You should know that the main obstacle encountered by an undeserving person is that they don't let him go to the true tzaddik to be purified. They simply push him aside and set him on the wrong track, planting all kinds of confusing doubts in his mind, saying the tzaddik has no power at all. Even there, among the destroying angels and evil forces, there is great opposition to the tzaddik, just like there is in this world. The main thing is to be constantly aware of this, so as not to allow yourself to be deceived there. Simply stay firm in wanting to go to the true tzaddik and nowhere else, and then you will certainly be permitted to do so. I heard that the Rebbe said, There, too, it takes a great deal of determination to remain firm in one's faith in the tzaddik. And he told the story of what happened to a certain follower of Reb Mendel of Vitebsk, who had been sent on a mission from the Holy Land and died at sea. His wisdom. 131. Open your eyes and heart and you will certainly find advice and a way upon which you too can travel. All the Rebbe's words fit a multitude of cases. In each lesson, the Rebbe presents the entire Torah to every person in the world, from the highest to the lowest. The Rebbe's lessons are all-inclusive. Each one encompasses the whole Torah and is directed to each person at his level, from the highest to the lowest. Any one of the Rebbe's lessons can teach the greatest tzaddik how to serve God. At the same time, the lesson can apply to the lowliest and humblest of men, offering him the advice he needs to return to God from the lowest chambers of hell. Yerushalmi, Yevamot 8a. The greatness of the Rebbe's lessons is found in their unique inclusivity. 132. The lesson on the verse, Sound the Shofar, Psalms 81.4, which speaks about bringing peace to the world, appears in Likutei Moharan 1.14. This lesson was said on Shabbat Hanukkah, shortly after the passing of the great Rabbi Gedalia of Linitz. In this lesson, the Rebbe is actually eulogizing Rabbi Gedalia. This is the reason why it includes the fact that we do not eulogize on Hanukkah. The Rebbe also said that it was very difficult for him to give a lesson on the Torah. Every tzaddik has a portion in the Torah, and when he passes away, his portion of the Torah also departs from this world. When a great tzaddik dies, it is therefore difficult to speak the on the Torah. Book. Immoral Behavior A. 45. Children born from adultery will have need of sorcery. 46. Children born through the use of sorcery will be immoral. 47. 
Most of those guilty of immoral behavior are opponents of the tzaddikim. 48. Masturbating is like sacrificing one's children to idolatry. Such a person is sentenced to stoning. 49. Immoral behavior causes one to lose his memory. 50. Immoral behavior causes one to lose his feelings of shame. 51. Gluttony leads to immoral behavior. 52. A person who sins will afterwards feel remorse because of the holy spark within him. The exception is someone who defiles the Brit. He feels no remorse afterwards because the holy spark has already left him. 53. Whoever keeps from defiling the Brit keeps his memory sound. 54. Swearing falsely brings to immoral thoughts. 1. Lesson number 72. 7. Depression is extremely harmful, and it gives the evil inclination power to overtake a person. Depression also strengthens the disturbing thoughts that rise up against a person, God forbid. Therefore, a person must not become depressed by the fact that he experiences these confusing thoughts, and he should not be upset or frightened by them at all. Rather, he should prevail determinedly to bring himself to joy using all the methods discussed elsewhere in the Kuti Moharan. For inner strength and determination in such areas comes primarily through happiness and joy, as in, for joy in God is your strength, Nehemiah 8.10. And when a person strengthens himself to be happy, these confusing thoughts will automatically leave him. He should not put this to the test, however, by constantly looking back to check if they have indeed left him. Rather, he should just divert his mind from them entirely. Understand this well. 1. Lesson number 73. 1. By praying with concentration and feeling, whereby one binds his thoughts to the words of the prayers with a tight and mighty bond, a person merits to comprehend the hidden and inner meanings of the Torah, and this kind of prayer brings influx of bounty and blessings into the world. Therefore, the Holy One, blessed be He, desires the prayers of this person, since He desires to bestow His good upon His creatures. The Master of Prayer Another faction decided that honor was not the main goal. Instead, they concluded that the main goal was murder. It is obvious that all things come to an end and decay. Everything in the world, whether herbs, plants, or people, deteriorates and decays. Therefore, the final goal of everything is decay and destruction. Hence, a murderer who kills people and destroys lives is doing very much to bring the world to its goal. This group therefore concluded that the goal of life is murder. The man who would be most qualified to be king would be a murderer who was easily provoked and was fiercely jealous. According to their warped opinion, such a person would be qualified to be king. While seeking such a person, they heard an outcry. What is this loud outcry? they asked. They were told, The reason for this outcry is that a man just slit the throats of his father and mother. Could there be a murderer with a harder heart or a fiercer temper than this? they exclaimed. Here is a man who killed his own father and mother. According to their opinion, this man had attained the goal of life, and it was good in their eyes. They accepted him to be their king. They then chose a land that was conducive to murder. It was a hilly, mountainous land where murderers lived. They settled there with their king. Nussin's letters, year one. Letter number 159. Thursday night, Arab Shabbat, Noach, 5595, Breslov. My beloved nephew and dear friend, our learned teacher, Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac, may his light shine. It is after midnight, and God just put the idea into my mind to write you, so I won't be remiss, and I'll write right away. I really don't know what to write you, though. My nephew, 
I'm upset about you. I brought you up, and my intention was to raise you to everlasting greatness and eternal life. From the time you entered my home, this was my only concern. And now how distant you have grown from me. You distance yourself further each day, and who knows what the future will bring. Reb was referring to the suffering and torment that the Breslover Hasidim were enduring. His nephew was seriously affected by this opposition, but later returned to Reb In the past week, I have sent three new prayers to my son, may he live. Open your eyes, open your heart. Look at them honestly and sincerely, and you will be able to understand the truth of what we are doing. Who would have thought that I would need to strengthen your belief in our holy, awesome, and exalted efforts? But I heard from your own mouth that what really kept you from coming for Rosh Hashanah was a lack of belief. Is it possible that after all you've heard from me and after everything you've seen in his holy books, after you've already roused yourself many times in your youth with many good points, is it possible that you are still undecided, God forbid? My son and student, think about this now very, very carefully. This is no light matter. Your life depends on it. I don't have time to write a lot, so this comment will have to do. Strengthen yourself to come here for Shabbat soon. Maybe, just maybe, I will be able to talk from the point in my heart and arouse you anew. See Likute Moharan 1, 34. But regardless of that, every single minute that you spend here, every single word that you hear from us will be of true eternal benefit to you. For God is with us to rouse the hearts of the children of Israel and to direct them on the path which our ancestors have always walked. No one in the world is doing this now except us, with God's help, with the heritage that was left us by our awesome, exalted master, teacher, and Rebbe of sainted memory. If the truth is cast to the ground right now, and it is forbidden to reveal these words to anyone who is not with us, lest he oppose us even more, God forbid, it is nonetheless the truth, because there is only one truth, and words of truth will endure forever. Pay careful attention to my words and think about them very well. I have done what I had to do by trying to awaken you just now. Do what you think is best. May the Master of Compassion take you on the straight path and may He constantly bring you back to the point of absolute truth so that all your efforts are not for nothing. Take pity on yourself. Do whatever you have to do in order to hold on to us so that there will be hope for your future and you will escape with your life. The words of your uncle writing from the heart and advising you for your eternal good and for that of your children and your children's children for generations to come eternally. Nussan of Breslov, Year 2, Letter Number 393. With God's help, Monday, Pinchas, 5602, Uman. My dear beloved son, you should know that God is great and that His greatness is unfathomable. For by His wonders, which He does with all flesh, as in, in His good He renews creation every day, he arranged it that I should remain here in Uman for Shabbat, after I had decided several days earlier that I would travel to Taravitsa that previous Thursday. Many are the thoughts in a man's heart, but God's plan will emerge. It is God who directs a man's steps. This particularly applies to me, poor destitute man that I am, because, as I told you in my previous letters, I have no idea at all where I am being led. But my consolation amidst my destitution... My hope and my joy is that I cast myself upon God and I truly rely on Him alone every day, particularly in connection with my travels. It is impossible to express what I have in my heart about all this. How great are God's deeds! He bestows abundant kindness upon all flesh and spirit. Thank God it appears that there were a number of good reasons, which I myself can see, 
for my eventually remaining here as I did. And these are in addition to the hidden reasons that only God knows. I now plan to travel, God willing, to Teravitsa this week. May God guide me with his righteousness. Praise God, I received your note when I was at the home of Reb Naftali. May his light shine. I do not need to tell you, my dear son, how tremendously you uplifted me with that short letter in which you mentioned that by a great miracle, our friend Reb Nachman, may he live, received the merchandise. Praise to the living God. If I had stayed here in Uman only for this, it would have been reason enough. For had I been on the road at that time, I would not have received this information until several days later, and I truly need to know about this early in order to cheer myself with such good news. So may God always let me hear good tidings such as these. Furthermore, it was crucial for our business for me to know about this before I set out. It is good to thank God each and every day for every Shemot single detail. Names of Tanaim and Amoraim, Gimel. Givia ben Pesisa, Givia mi Beikatil, Rav Givia me Argazia, Givini Karoz, ben Gever, Rav Gada, Abba Guria, Abba Guria Ishtzaidan, Gurion ben Astion, Gurion me Aspork, Rav Gaza, Rav Gidal, Rav Gidal bar Menyumi, Gidal bar Benyamin, Gidal bar Menashia, Rav Gidal de Minarash Gililaa, Rav Gamda, Rabban Gamliel Hazakain, Rabban Gamliel de Yavna ben Rabban Shimon Haneherag ben Rabban Gamliel Hazakain, Rabban Gamliel, son of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Gamliel Zavga, Gemalion Zavevta, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel Barbarei de Rabbi Mano, Rabbi Gamliel Bar Rabbi Chanina, Geniva, Shnei Gardim Mishar Ha'ashpot, Gardasak Bar Dari, Rabbi Gershom. 1. Prayer number 143-250 Master of the world, Master of the world, you who are filled with compassion, Recall your compassion, Hashem, and your loving kindness, because they are eternal. Remember all of your promises to us since the days of Abraham until now. Recall all of the tzaddikim and all the earlier generations until now. Remember all of the holy martyrs who were killed in sanctification of your name with harsh and bitter sufferings. Remember and see all of the tears that were spilled over the troubles of the Jewish people from then until now. Remember your children who are immersed in exile among the Gentiles. Extend your complete providence over us and take us out of the ways of nature entirely. And may all of us, your nation, the house of Israel, know, understand, and believe with complete faith that everything is under your providence alone. Be filled with compassion for us. Bring us out and redeem us from all troubles and exiles. Extend your providence from the end of the world and from the final end. In doing so, make a complete end and destruction of all the wicked Gentiles who torment us. Break and nullify all the harsh decrees against us, those that have already been enacted and those that they still want to enact, particularly this intense suffering from the decree to draft Jews to be soldiers in their wars, heaven forbid. Have compassion on your nation, the Jewish people, and nullify these decrees quickly, for you are great to save and no one can stop you from saving, even after the decree has been passed in heaven and on earth. Just as you had pity on us and saved us in the days of Mordechai and Esther, transforming grief to joy and mourning to celebration, have mercy on us now at this bitter time and nullify this trouble and decree. Frustrate the schemes of our enemies. Completely uproot, break, and nullify all the troubles and decrees that the Gentiles want to enact, heaven forbid. Transform everything to good and bend the hearts of the government, its officials and advisors, the heart of the Kaiser, may his honor be elevated, and his officials and advisors toward us, 
for the good, to enact good decrees materially and spiritually on our behalf. Master of the world, king, guide, ruler, and overseer, see how downtrodden is your nation, the Jewish people. You alone know the status and situation of the Jewish people at this time. Look down from heaven and see that we are an object of mockery and scorn among the nations. They have taken counsel with one accord. They form a pact against you. The entire essence of their intent in all their evil decrees, may the compassionate one protect us, is to distance Israel, heaven forbid, from the religion of our holy Torah, as you know their hidden intent. You alone know how far their evil thought and counsels reach. God, do not be silent, do not be still. God, do not stay quiet. Your enemies roar and your foes lift their heads. They scheme and conspire against your nation. They plot against the people whom you protect. They say, let us go and destroy them so that they will no longer be a nation, so that the name of Israel will never be mentioned again. You who are filled with compassion, great in counsel and vast in action, frustrate the counsel of our enemies. Do not grant them success. As the verse states, he eradicates the thoughts of the scheming so that their hands will not act with cunning. Hashem has eradicated the counsel of the peoples, thwarted the thoughts of the nations. Fill their faces with shame so they will seek your name, Hashem. Quickly frustrate the counsel and spoil the thoughts of all who rise against us to do evil. Place wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in our hearts so that we will always believe that everything occurs under your individual providence alone. May we pray and plead to you always. May we partner ourselves with the sufferings of the Jewish people and pray and appeal a great deal always, every day, over the sufferings of Israel with a broken and oppressed heart. May we pour out our hearts like water before your countenance, Hashem, until we weep many tears before you in truth. With crying and with pleading, I will come before you. By means of these tears, may we draw your providence onto ourselves. In response to that, have compassion on us from heaven. Be compassionate to us in your providence and nullify all the troubles and all the decrees, both those that were already enacted against us and those that the Gentiles wish to enact, heaven forbid. May such a thing not occur to the Jewish people. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name, because we have no one on whom to rely except you, our Father in heaven. You do what is good in your eyes with us. We do not know what to do. Our eyes are upon you alone. Inspire our hearts to return to you in truth, quickly, easily, and swiftly. God, create within me a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Hurry to redeem us completely and bring us our righteous Mashiach quickly in our days. Amen. Selah.